Bond yields continue to rise, particularly in the United States, as inflation concerns continue and Fed speakers talk up the speed of hikes and balance sheet drawdowns, maybe even three and a quarter percent interest by the end of this year. What's that going to do to demand? For the moment, it seems Americans are coping with increased prices, maybe by sticking more of their credit on their credit cards. Plus, Australia's balance of trade yesterday much higher because of imports. Are we spending too? And Ukraine, more sanctions. But will they do any good so long as Germany keeps buying their gas? Mixed feelings about how to approach that. And the ECB minutes showing just how divided they are on monetary policy too. It's Friday, the 8th of April, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, another rise in the US dollar. It's up a quarter percent this morning on the DXY, but a bigger fall in the Aussie dollar, down over 0.4%, well below 75 US cents now. Still elevated, of course, given where it has been in the last month or so. The Canadian dollar also down about 0.3% or so. So you might think, well, maybe it's commodity currencies, maybe oil is down today. Well, it was almost 1% down for Brent earlier. Now Brent is 0.3% up and WTI was down almost half a percent. It's actually up 0.9% now, just over $97. Brent over 101 uh, so it's in fact it's pretty close to where it was before the invasion started and so is the ruble by the way uh, but that has been somewhat artificially boosted by moscow tying it to gold of course another big move up today in bond yields 10-year treasuries up five basis points to 2.65 percent we are at levels we've not seen since 2019 although the rise this morning is not happening to the same extent at the front end in fact two years are down two basis points and 10-year bonds up uh, bonds i should say up three or four basis points across uh, uh, most of Europe, including Bunds. And stocks, uh, they look like they don't know where to go. Up and down today, but we finished with a flat NASDAQ, a quarter percent rise in the Dow, 0.6% up for the S&P 500. Tesla and Microsoft doing okay. Banks taking a hit. And Alibaba down over 3%, perhaps because of those persistent lockdowns in China, which are still going on. Uh, but maybe we should start with yesterday's surprise, Australia's balance of trade. Here's NAB's Ken Compton in Sydney. The surplus came in at almost seven and a half billion, which sounds good, but it, that is four point five billion less than expected in February. Twelve billion was the expectation, which is close to where it was in January. But this big fall mainly because of the massive increase in imports, which could be a good thing, couldn't it? I mean, it shows that demand has jumped back, but of course that could also be an inflationary thing if it keeps happening. Yeah, exactly, and and that that number can can cut both ways. So either we're um you know sort of paying high higher prices for importing similar amounts of stuff, or um or, or we are importing more stuff. And I guess your interpretation depends on where that balance lands. And I mean something that um that, that is probably a significant factor there. There was a big rise in the um in the in the industrial supplies and, and fuels and lubricant sector. So that probably points to some of the energy price or sort of oil and um sort of petrol price increases beginning to beginning to hit the numbers there. Um, you know, down the track, obviously, you know, Australia being uh, being a commodity exporter, um, you know, those commodity price increases will begin to, um, you know, support our export values. But it would seem at this point that the, 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 a good chunk of the move just has been the um, the, the cost of the, the cost of imports via energy prices in particular have have just led the move a mm. little bit. So, but having said so that, we, wa- you, we watch with interest, I guess. Yeah, but you can't really deny there is um, there is some significant strength there in you know in consumption goods imports. You know that that was up, um, you know, sort of seventy percent. So, well, you know, these numbers could, can jump around a bit, but certainly there is sort of encouraging signs for, for sort of domestic economy, um, you know, r- robustness there as well. Now, meanwhile, in the United States, we're still seeing a slightly steeper curve following the minutes of the FOMC uh, earlier in the week uh, with this uh, big drawdown predicted in the Fed balance sheet. But I mean, yields are very high now, the highest they've been for a couple of years. 
And they could go higher, couldn't they? I mean, we had James Bullard overnight saying he thinks rates should get up to three and a quarter percent in the second half of this year. Forget the softly, softly approach. It seems like a race between Fed speakers as to who can be the most hawkish at the moment. Yeah, it certainly has felt like that. Um, you know, sort of since November when we sort of got the first of the sort of more aggressive hawkish um, pivot from some of the Fed members. Um, you know, obviously, Mr. Bullard's been at the forefront of, of that movement, and um, just as, as everyone else sort of moves behind him, obviously, um, you know, sort of uh, San Francisco Fed Governor Brainard's comments yesterday on QE were or QT. I should say, were, were at the hawk's end of the spectrum. Um, Mr. Mr. Bullard is, is, is arguably trying to keep pace. Um, you know, in terms of where bond yields can go, I mean, we've revised our formal 10-year bond forecasts this week, um, you know, partly on the expectation that, um, you know, Fed funds is going is to go higher than, than, than maybe we had sort of thought before, or more to the point that, um, you know, the, sort of the, the overshoot in, in yields relative to where Fed funds might ultimately end up is going to be a little bit more than we inspect. You know, we have um, you know, a, a 3% number, sort of put in our forecasts for 10-year treasuries later in the year. But, uh, you know, in terms of where we could actually trade around that, there's going to be a significant margin around that, we think. I mean, you know, look, there's, there's technical reasons you could argue that, that maybe there is a there is time for a, a pullback, but also, you know, some of the more broader technicals also argue for, for rates a lot higher. So we're, um, we're certainly expecting... Yields to, to to continue moving higher. You know, there, there may be well be periods of uh, of pullback like we got last year. You may, you may remember, you know, sort of a long period of uh, falling bond yields from you know sort of April through to, to August last year. Um, you know, maybe that can happen again, particularly if US CPI numbers or, or global CPI numbers, I suppose, do begin to roll off. But obviously, the big change mm. in um, inflation expectations over the past year has been this the imposition of the energy shock, as opposed to just um, you know sort of hopes for a for a trend that's resupply side um, stuff to fade. Well, we're not seeing demand destruction in any big way, are we? In fact, I mean, quite the opposite. So we had consumer credit numbers out from the United States in, uh, this morning, 41.8 billion in February. That's almost three times what was expected and a big jump from 6.8 billion the month before. I mean, surely that is exactly what the Fed don't want to see. And a lot of it was revolving credit. So, you know, people paying for stuff uh, on their credit cards. So are they seeing that, you know, prices are going up, so they're just getting more credit i mean that that, that credit card is going to max out so that can't go on forever but i mean surely that's a, a sign that uh, you know people aren't changing their behavior too much just yet no and, and i guess um you know obviously that, that that is why you know central banks are, are talking more hawkishly to, to sort of try and begin to to, mm. to arrest the demand side of, of the economy um you know it's still early days in terms of sort of realized rate hikes in the u.s yet for all for all the hype about rates being at three uh, percent by year end or some other sort of number you know there's only been a 25 point move so far now a lot more is priced obviously <laughs> and you know you, you were talking yeah. the other day about where um, yeah, US mortgage rates have, have begun to move to. So there, there, there is tightening in hand, but, um, but, yeah, it hasn't actually happened yet for all the, yeah. for, for all the talk. So. Yeah, well, I said talking the talk in the hope that they don't have to walk the walk, perhaps. But uh, if if, yeah. it's, if behaviour isn't changing, then they will have to walk the walk as well. Uh, look, uh, equities are a little unsure where to go, aren't they, at the moment? Uh, but in Europe, Energy and defence stocks seem, seem to be no surprise there. They seem to be the ones to go. It's fair to say some sectors are con- going to continue to do well, even if the war stopped tomorrow, because we are going to need to, in Europe, look at alternative energy sources, and they are going to ramp up their defence. I mean, I, I think the, the lesson has been learned, hasn't it? The, the European Commission wants to replace over 70% of Russian gas imports this year by importing LNG uh, and building up green energy and more gas storage. If you're looking for a place to invest, clearly they are the sectors to go for. 
Arguably, yeah, and certainly, um, you know, if if the sort of LNG pivot um, sort of does is, is does follow through, then you know you need you do need a lot of specialised infrastructure to support LNG imports, which is of course what one of the question marks around you know that announcement last week by uh, by President Biden to sort of significantly uh, ramp up US exports. You know, there there is a reasonable amount of of, of gas you know onshore in the US, but um, you know, it's getting the infrastructure and, and terminals in place. Yeah, yeah. So th- that that's a that's a yeah, longer absolutely. run commitment. But I mean that yeah. means that getting that infrastructure in in place over time. Presumably, that means a lot of foreign expenditure by the Europeans. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you think about um, yeah, sort of some of the ways that Australian commodity exports can you know can, can contribute to uh, to that, obviously that's um, sort of one of the reasons why you know, maybe the, the the Aussie dollar has um, sort of been performing reasonably well, you know, sort of in anticipation of a of a more sustained you know sort of terms of trade shock that will last you know beyond um you know what will hopefully be you know some sort of resolution of the actual war on the ground in the Ukraine rel- you know, relativity quickly yeah yeah might, might be over, but I don't think we're going to be trusting the Russians for quite a while mm. uh, so uh, talking no. about Europe so we had the ECB minutes anything come out of that I mean I feel like it's already been everything's been said since I mean we know there's been a, a change in attitude but clearly as well looking at the minutes there's clearly still this split isn't there between those who want to move fast and those who want to wait and see yeah, I think um, that sort of story is is, is sort of told in a, in a lot of central banks um, these days. Um, I think mm. probably sort of in- interesting for us. I mean, look, we saw uh, you know, coming out of the, the the meeting statement, you know, we saw the acceleration in the in the asset purchase program, so sort of compressing the um, you know the the tapering of that from sort of um, in, into sort of April, May, and June rather than Q T, Q three, uh, sorry Q three, Q two, Q three, and Q four, um, and you know. Obviously, developments since then probably point to um, just sort of the, the finalisation of that program, you know, possibly happening, you know, as as soon as that last taper step happens in June, rather than sort of things being dragging on through Q3. Um, you know, the the market sort of already got a, a a decent or you know a rate hike is pretty much fully priced for the September meeting for the ECB. Um, I mean, looking at the look, look, looking through some of the comments in the minutes there, you know, the, the ECB was sort of trying to um, make sure that. There was sort of a you know a, a, not a not too close a link drawn between faster taper and faster uh, rate rises. Obviously, I think you know, in terms of the market actually picking up on that, the, the market sort of hasn't really bought that. But that sort of seemed to be part of the, mm. the key of their signalling, and we sort of saw that in some of the slightly awkward comments from uh, President Lagarde after the uh, after the last meeting. You know, as to what um, as to what some time might be you know, next week, next month. Um, I guess the, the minutes sort of did um, to give a bit of background to how that um, sort of slightly um, slightly tortured um, expression emerged with the with, with the tensions there. It's an art form. It, it is, yes. It? Just saying something without without being precise. Uh, look, it's a relatively quiet day today. We get the uh, the Eco Watchers Survey outlook in Japan. That's uh, businesses that are consumer facing and their their expectations. We get Italy's retail sales, which were down uh, quite a bit in January. Uh, Russia's inflation rate. Normally, we wouldn't pay too much attention to that, but maybe now we'll be looking at it because we'll be hoping it's very high indeed. Uh, there's are more talks of sanctions going on. Of course, the problem is Germany is just not prepared to let go of that gas, and I just wonder whether sanctions are really going to have much impact until that happens. Yeah, I mean, certainly um, a, b- a bit of dissent overnight um, on, on, on sanctions headlines. Um, you know, Poland talking about, um, you know, sort of wanting to um, wanting to end Russian coal imports immediately and Germany wanting a, a longer taper. And I guess that, that does sort of speak to the underlying um, underlying tensions of this process. Um, that um, you know, sort of the, the balancing the, the the pain you're willing to inflict or, or the pain you can tolerate, you know, in, in the very immediate term versus um, 
versus sort of what you feel you need to signal to to, you know, to, to Russia. So that, that that's a big balancing act. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously we we hear a lot, a lot on these um on these airwaves about um, you know, sort of cost of living pressures from energy price rises in the in, in the UK. You know, sort of big fifty percent jumps in heating bills and stuff. And um, you know, these politicians have to have to walk a fine line there. Um, yeah, similar to um, ECB communication, I suppose. Well, who do, which brings us on to the the, the last point uh, for the coming this weekend. Who'd, who'd want to be a politician right now? They've got the uh, the French presidential elections, the first round over the weekend. Because of course they you know they have it they have it in two rounds. Uh, there is a risk that Marine Le Pen uh, she seems to be closing the gap on Macron in the polls, but. Uh, Talking to Nab's Gavin friend, I don't think he actually said it on the podcast. I think we were just chatting beforehand. He doesn't think she's going to make it all the way, but it is easier right now for far the far right to make gains, isn't it? When people are so dissatisfied with the state of the world, I mean, you you wonder whether Donald Trump would get back in if they had an election in the United <laughs> States right now. Anyway, we'll leave it there for now. Very good. Uh, good to have you back on again. Thanks, Ken. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, Phil. I, sh- I should mention before we go as well, Canada, we get their employment numbers, including their hourly wages uh, later on tonight as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what that's doing to inflation over there. That's it for today, though. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. See you then. <laughs>